And I'm Anna. And this week we're going to be covering chapters 7 and 8. <laughs> For a second there, I forgot what chapters we read. <laughs> uh, chapters 7 and 8 of Artemis Fowl, the first book in the Artemis Fowl series. And they weren't as bad this week. Or not as long. They were still really long. Yeah, but they're really fun. They were a good read. Yeah, they were probably two of my favorite chapters that we've read so far. But I'm not going to lie. Let's not lie to them because they were long. They were long, but it didn't feel as long. It was really long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, chapter seven is just from the title. You know it's going to be a good chapter, because it's, it's titled Mulch. I think I called him Munch in the last episode. Yeah, and no, I was just too awkward to correct you. Yeah, well, you let me look like a fool. So, um, his name is Mulch. Like the fancy wood things people put in their yard when they're gardening. <laughs> Mulch Diggums is the dwarf thief that we saw Um earlier on when she first showed up at the leprechaun station. The guy who was, if you remember, pickpocketing the guard that he was right in front of, or that he was handcuffed to. When we uh, get reunited with our good pal, Mulch, I keep wanting to call him Munch. Okay, so he's getting, he's in his cell. He's like, you know, living his best inmate life because he's in prison or jail or their equivalent. And he's getting harassed by a bunch of goblins. And there's one, the leader of the pack that's harassing him is his face is covered in warts and they're threatening him with fire. And dwarfs hate fire. They hate the sun. They have very sensitive skin. Uh, This chapter actually gives us quite a lot of dwarf physiology. Which is just wonderful. Love the world building. Um, one thing that we need to know about Mulch is that um, due to his... Lifestyle. Yeah, where he loves to steal, he no longer has any magic. Because if a fairy steps into a human dwelling uh, without permission, they lose their magic. Which and... he did multiple times because he had a ring uh, where he was like selling memorabilia front of the mud people. He just really liked the shinies. But then he was found out because he fell for a sting operation. <clears throat> we joked last time that we talked about Mulch that a prison was almost like a second home to him. And it really is because we learn here that he's spent over 300 years in jail. He's been arrested over 20 times. Um, we also learn that dwarfs tunnel through the dirt by eating it and ejecting it out the other end. So the goblins try to attack Mulch just for the hell of it because there's the whole dwarf goblin turf war going on. He was coming at Mulch and he was going to burn him. So then Mulch retaliated by shoving his thumbs up the leader goblin's nose. So he singed himself. And this doesn't make the goblins back off. So Mulch unhinges his freaking jaw and then clamps down on the nearest goblin's head. Right as he's about to get jumped by all the other goblins and just really get his ass kicked, an officer shows up and says, Hey, Mulch, Root wants you up on the surface. And you knew it wasn't for drinks. <laughs> Mulch immediately realizes why Root got him out. It's because he has no magic and Root needs someone who can get somewhere without an invitation. And so he's, of course, going to use this to strike a deal for a reduced sentence. Which, I mean, why not? You can't get mad at him for hustling. 
And so they tell Mulch that they want him to break into Artemis' house, find Holly, and try to find intel on how Artemis knows everything. So basically, Mulch is sent to tunnel into Foul Manor to save Holly fully. Poor Foley wants to see Mulch tunnel because he's never seen a dwarf tunnel before. Um, so he's standing behind Mulch, and everybody else has cleared the area. That should have been his indicator to get the fuck out of there, but he didn't. Um, so Foley got shit on his face. So, um, you yeah, know. Face full of butt mud. Uh, so Mulch is successful in breaking into Mulch, into full, foul manner. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, where he found a, um, a safe behind a portrait, um, which he thought was so uh, super easy. So he sees this portrait of, I think, some foul senior. I don't remember which one it was. Um, like, great daddy foul, I don't know. Great daddy foul. <laughs> anyways, great granddaddy foul. Okay, anyways, I feel really dirty saying that. Okay, gross. Um, so, <laughs> then, um, so he... Picks up that portrait and he sees that there's a safe behind it. He immediately thinks that it's super, like, that's too easy. So he opens it. It's full of useless stuff. It's just mud people money. But then something triggers him to look inside the portrait itself to where he finds another small safe. Um, to where he, like, plucks one of his beard hairs. So his beard hair will go through rigor mortis essentially and will stiffen into the shape of whatever it is. So he basically uses his like prickly beard hairs to pick locks, which I mean like, Jake, why can't you do that? Like when I was a kid reading through this, I really wanted to be like Mulch. He was my favorite character. I was like, I really want a beard so that way I can, I can pick locks with my beard. Yeah. Well, your beard's useless. Yeah. My beard's useless. It just looks bad. doesn't, it doesn't look bad. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm just kidding. Alright, so... Um. Um, jumping back a few minutes, we see Artemis in his control room, and wa- he's watching everything, and he uh, he realizes that something seems off. The fairies have gotten control of his cameras, and they've played everything on a loop. In the secondary baby safe that Mulch picks, he finds the copy of the book. Which, now this you can cut this if you want, but I thought they gave the book back to the fairy. Yeah, so after Artemis, like, scanned it and, made, and like, translated it and stuff, he made copies. So he made his own book? Yeah, he made his own physical copy of it. Okay, that. so I missed that part, because I was like, I thought he gave it back to the fairy. It never actually really said that until okay. until this. So I just assumed. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of what you have to do with this, is you just have to make an assumption that that he made physical copies after translating it. Okay. Because this is the first we ever actually hear of that. Okay, I was like, dang, I missed something I can't read. Um. So, so then Root is alarmed that, <gasps> that's how he knows all our secrets. He has the book. The book, sir? Yes, the book. Anyways. And as Mulch is digging through that safe, somebody... He, he has some rumblies in his tumblies. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Which uh, he's been trying to hold in. Like when you're in a meeting at work and you're like, oh my god, I had Taco Bell for lunch. And I ate too much. And I did have that Baja Blast freeze. And I can feel that gurgling in my stomach. And <laughs> Butler happens to find him, and so he is sneaking up on Mulch. 
And just when he's about to snag him, uh, Mulch just lets loose and uh, takes down his butt flap because his pants are equipped with a butt flap, which I'm assuming is like when you're wearing like a a onesie, like pajama, you Mm -hmm. have the buttons. So then he just lets out like a hurricane typhoon-like fart that knocks Butler unconscious (laughs) with all the shit that poured out of him. I thought, I thought it was mostly the wind that knocked him out. But, but there was also poop. Yeah. So it, like, held him in place for a little bit. <laughs> and that's why you shouldn't hold in your farts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cut back to Holly, who has finally broken the concrete. And she completes the ritual by uh, burying the seed of the dirt underneath the concrete. Which is, like, so easy. So why did she put this off for four years? Laziness. God, it's like... (sighs) She didn't know she was going to get kidnapped. But also, like, why did she put it off for four years? (laughs) Um, But, like, I mean, I've been there. Like, I just have to go to the store for one thing, and I put it off, and then I'm, like, running in there, like, 30 minutes before they close, and I'm freaking out that I'm that one person that goes to the store right before they close. So I I get it. (laughs) Um, Holly shields herself, and then when Juliet enters the room to check up on her, she's like, what? What's going on? There's nothing in there. She takes off her sunglasses because she thinks it's... She's like, oh, this is so stupid to wear sunglasses inside anyways. It's making it hard for me to see. And then as soon as she takes off her sunglasses and looks in the cell, Holly hits her with a mesmer. And she tells Juliet that the wall in front of her is just a huge, giant, flat screen playing WrestleMania. Well, not like WrestleMania exactly, but just like a bunch of wrestling. I think. I thought somebody said WrestleMania. She time. she says WrestleMania where when Butler goes to retrieve her. Oh, and he's okay. like, oh, it's this match. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so that's why she's like enthralled because she's already seen that match. Hey, future Jake here. Um, we ran into some technical issues while recording and forgot to mention that when we came back. Whoops. Where, where should we pick up? Um. So then Juliet goes... Um, and has to check on Holly, and at first she doesn't see her in the room. Um, this is because Holly has, now that she has her magic back, she's shielded herself and is hiding in her cell. And she's like, Juliet, why don't you take off your glasses? They really don't suit you. (laughs) And then just, like, the nature of Holly's voice this time, she's like, oh, what a nice voice. It wouldn't hurt to take off my glasses. They're outdated anyway. So she does. And then, bam! Holly hits her with a mesmer. And she's like, oh my god. First she asks her some questions. I'm like, hey, yo, girl, how many people be up in this bitch? And she was like, one, two, three. No, well, Miss Foul left. So three. And then she tells her about how Root... The red-faced guy with the chewing on the nasty cigar uh, was here, and he tried to make negotiations, but it wasn't good. And then she's like, wow, look at this wall. Look over here. It's a cinema-sized screen, and it's wrestling 24 hours a day. Seven days a week! And Juliet just goes nuts for that. She gets so excited, and she's like, can I really just sit here and watch it? And Holly's like, hell yeah. So, so she just sits there, and um, in reality, is just staring at a wall. But in her mind, she's watching basically WrestleMania all day long. We go back to Mulch, and he, he sees the guy that he just knocked out. 
and Root tells him over the iris cam that uh, this human took out an entire retrieval squad. Smulch so is like, yeah, I better get out of here before he wakes up. Yeah, so he starts digging, and he's digging, and when he was digging in to get into the house, I forgot to mention this, but he like noted, t- took note of some rabbits that were buried, burrowed in the ground. They tumbled by, so he backtracked. In making his great escape to those rabbits, he snatches one real quick in the dead of night, probably while it was taking a nap. He breaks its neck, and he shoves one of the the eye cameras in his eyes. So then he basically fakes his own death and says that there was a cave-in. So the camera, uh, d- like, reads his vitals through some uh, holy sorcery, and uh, so they're like, Oh my god! Mulch is dead! What? <laughs> then Mulch makes his great escape after that. And that's the end of chapter 7. So chapter 8 opens with, Oh my god, Mulch is dead! And then full uh, Root's like, Nah, that's too fantastic, even for Mulch Diggums. And then Foley's like, Nah, nothing is too fantastic for Mulch Diggums. <laughs> um, and then the scientist guys who were watching Artemis' video... Notice that Artemis made one very vital mistake. He said that none of the fairies may enter this house while I'm alive. So they're like, oh, that means that we can enter if he's dead. Root kind of doesn't like that. He says, uh, you know, that's playing on very loose terms. But Cudgeon, the power-hungry guy who wanted to use the bomb that we talked about earlier, um, he already knows, he's already been informed of this. And he got permission from the council to, uh, remember that troll from earlier? He's going to just unleash it in Artemis' house. And Root is pissed. But he gets out outvoted and outranked on this. But, like, man, that troll can't catch a break. Yeah, poor guy. He's just doing what trolls do. He's, He's not trying to harm anybody or anything. He, I mean, he kind of is. Not on purpose, though. He just thinks they're food. I mean... Technically, everything's food if you try hard enough. It's true. It's true. Like rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and um, now that Holly has escaped from her cell, she's creeping around the manor. Just uh, she's not allowed to leave, so she's going to just cause as much as much mischief as she can. Is her plan? We forgot to add that they did end up getting gold for Holly. Oh yeah! Before Cudgeon, uh, before Cudgeon reveals that he got permission to unleash the troll. They did note that they got permission to send in the gold because, hey, they can kill him afterwards and get it back. <laughs> they are very bloodthirsty for this little boy. They're also like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Artemis and Holly finally run into each other. She decides that she's gonna try to get some equipment back because he... Butler took down an entire recon team, so she knows they, that they have some stuff. Um, so basically he's like, I've been expecting you. Like the little dick he is. And she's like, oh, have you? And then eventually she socks him in the face. She's just like, bah! Because he's being a little turd. And she's like, there's more where that came from. <laughs> um. But also, she put on the helmet so he can't give her any more commands because it reflects everything off of. Oh, yeah, that's good Yeah, point. so when she found a helmet when she was talking to him, he was like, you have to do what I say or whatever. And she's like, 
I found out. I found a loophole. I, I, I basically stuck my tongue out and, like, did a peace sign. I, I, I just remembered they can't see me. Anyways. Radio. Or radio. Anyway, so um, she finds a helmet. This is before she punches him in the face. She finds one of the helmets from the recon team and puts, like, it has a shield. So anytime Artemis says anything to her about what she has to do, she doesn't really have to listen to him because it's not making eye contact. It has to be specific. And eye to eye. So uh, that's obviously not a thing that's feasible now unless she has a covering over her eyes. So she basically is like, ha ha, bitch, and just socks him in the nose. And uh, he was surprised that he actually got punched because Butler's usually there to deflect the blow. But uh, nope, he got socked and he's like, you hit me. And then she's like, if, you be, if you're going to be good, I'll get you a lollipop. And then he's like, I don't even like lollipops. And then he was mad at himself <laughs> for saying the word lollipop. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the lollipop thing. And then as she's leaving, she sees that, or she sees on Artemis's monitors that they are wheeling the troll's cage up to the door. And um, she tells, she grabs a set of hummingbird wings and her Neutrino 2000 and tells Artemis to stay exactly where he is. Because she's going to go and fight the troll. Even though, like, she, she's still like, yeah, I, I gotta protect these humans from getting killed, even though they kidnapped me. It's just the right thing to do. She's so nice. And, uh, Butler finds Juliet, um, in the room, just watching the TV. And she's like, shh, I'm watching my favorite, it's, hold on, let me get, give me a second to find the match that she sees. Okay, um, so, uh, Butler's trying to figure out where his little sister is. He finds her incoherent in Holly's cell, giggling, staring off at the wall. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, quiet, you big ape. Louis the Love Machine is on. Um, and she's claiming that she could take him. And, uh, no, we gotta go. Artemis has something we need to take care of. And she's like, he can wait. This is for the Intercontinental title. It's a grudge match. Louis ate the hog, Hogman's pet piggy. Which is really <laughs> fucked up. Oh my god. Um, and he's like, oh my god, I'm done with your shit. So he just flings her over his shoulder and runs away with her. And she's like, you're such a jerk. I want to watch it. And then she's just like, hog man, hog man. Um, as, as he's dragging her out of the cell. And then, so he's making his way and he's uh, making his way through the house. And he comes up to the, basically the, the front room where the, where the big front doors are. And uh, the doors suddenly explode. And he hears Artemis say, take cover. And that's just a term that Butler hasn't heard Artemis throw at him before. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the doors explode. And it's like, boom. And um, out from, as the, as the cloud from the explosion clears and all the dust starts to settle, Butler sees this giant looming primal animal walk through the door. So, um, the only opportunity for them to take cover was in the medieval, like, suits of armor. Like, so they were hiding in a corner behind one of those. And, uh, all while Julia is claiming that she, she can take Butler. And that he's not so big. Which, I mean, I love that she thinks all things are possible. <laughs> um, I, I feel like maybe her and I could be friends. Oh, definitely, dude. 
you guys would have been buds if you, like if you like if you were like a friend of hers when you were like 16 or something yeah you guys totally would have hung out. yeah but like i mean so i'm not very tall i'm uh five two but i was you know like not very tall through my whole entire life and i would play with my brother's friend friends and i always would like say that i wanted to be the big show when we played wrestling and then i like swing around like with my you know how he would like swing around with like his fists yeah and then like try to hit people I, yeah that's i feel like we would have vibed <laughs> and so butler pulls out his gun and starts shooting at the troll but to no effect and then the troll gets up close to him and just freaking shanks him with his, one of his claws I thought he shanked him with his tusks. Or yeah, with his tusks. In the lung. Yeah, and then he just kind of throws his broken body across the room. And then he even, even Butler knows that um, those, those are, his wounds are fatal. But Juliet sees the troll and is like, oh my god, it's Bigfoot Bob, Canadian champion 1998. Like, she is fully living this wrestling delusion. (laughs) <laughs> and Butler didn't correct her because at least she would die happy at this point because he knows that they're basically shit out of luck. <laughs> so uh, to further Butler's injuries, the troll like damages his spine and then just starts flipping him over and over. And then he flung Butler's burly frame into a wall at a speed that human bones are never meant to withstand. So Butler's spine is gone. He, if his blood loss didn't kill him, the paralysis would. So, you know, he's done. He's just, you know, a soggy meat sack. And Holly sees this all go down, and she's like, oh crap, I've got to save Juliet. I mesmered her, and now she's going to try to wrestle this freaking thing, and that's kind of my fault. And Juliet's like, come on, brother, you can take it. Get off the canvas. We know you're faking. As he's fucking dying. (laughs) Holly flies in and hits the troll in the face with her boots, and she gets nabbed. Foley's yelling in her ear to turn the tunnel lights on again, but nothing happens when she tries. Because she happened with her great luck to pick up one of Artemis Frankenstein helmets to where those were removed. And so she gets angry and headbutts the troll, which then makes the high beams flicker on and blinds the troll. Well, which I meant the electrical connection was bad. Yeah. The troll ends up tossing Holly over where Butler is. She's pat- She's about to pass out when her arm lands near Butler's near lifeless body, and her magic starts to take effect. We get to see one of the other types of fairy magic they are able to heal she touches him and whispers heal to him too so blue sparks start to like come out of her fingers and go all over his body and over like his wounded areas and they start to close up he starts to stop bleeding so then after he had flung holly to the ground the troll faces a dilemma which female to eat first, the bumbling one or the one that's laying on the ground? It's not made any easier because he has a headache from the the lights that were shown in his eyes again. I mean, like, why they gotta do him like that? That's so awful. So he decided that he wanted to go for the surface dweller first because their meat is softer. Dense fairy muscle is, um, it, it's... Fairy muscle is too dense to chew through, so I so that just makes me think that fairies are basically like really tough beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the kind of imagery that I got from that. So like eating a fairy would be like 
just really tough and you're just like oh man it's like your friend made a dinner for you but she overcooked the steak and it's so tough and you're just trying to get through the dinner without offending her and about this time butler wakes up and feels better than he has in a long time he did crack he's on magic crack and he decides that he's going to take on the troll again but this time he's going to strap on one of those medieval armors and he grabs a mace and he just starts like Slowly and methodically just smacking it in vital points and like just slowly taking it down as it's like still stunned from the headlights. He's about to actually kill it when Holly kind of wakes up and she says she stops him. She stops him from taking the killing shot and Butler is all about honor and he does owe Holly his life. He says he'll let the troll be and the troll just gets knocked unconscious. They then throw the troll's unconscious body out of Fal Manor. And even Root and Foley are impressed. So then what happens to the troll at the end? Do they just re-put him in the cage and drag him down? Probably. So is he essentially like a a prisoner that they just keep in the basement for good safekeeping? That sounds about right. That sounds awful. That is that is awful. That's inhumane. It very much is. <laughs> uh, but that is it for chapter 8. So, what did you think? Butler died. Butler fucking died. Well, like, almost died. But if he had died, could have Holly brought him back? And then would he have been the same? Or would he be a zombie? And do zombies exist in this universe? And also, is there some sort of, like, insurance policy for one of the butlers? So if he dies, do, does he just get a new one? Or does Juliet become his person? Or is it, like, the same sex has to protect the same sex? And also, like, why is... Mrs. Fowles, you know, bodyguards Juliet. Like, did she have one that was younger? Because I feel like they've been married longer than Juliet has been alive, so. I'm going to have to hit, have to hit you with the RAFO. What's a RAFO? R-A-F-O, where you can find out. Okay. <laughs> well, nah. Unlike you, I don't have the answers already. And you, yeah. you told me I can't Google anything and I can't click on the spoilers tag in the Discord. Yep. <laughs> Rafo. Fuck you. That is a um Robert Jordan and a Brandon Sanderson thing. Also authors I haven't read. Yeah. Because uh let me remind you guys, Jake and I have vastly different interests. So <laughs> I'm probably not gonna read that. Yeah, there uh Robert Jordan and Brandon Sanderson both uh We'll answer questions from people at, like, conventions and stuff. With Rafo? And, um... Do they say Rafo, or do they say read and find out? If somebody asks a question that's too spoiler, gives too much away, they'll hit them with a Rafo. Do they just say Rafo, though? Like, do... So instead of, like, ha laughing out loud, they just say LOL, like, in person? Do they say Rafo in person, or do they say read and find out? I think they say Rafo. And they give him, they give him, I know that Sanderson does this, I don't know if Jordan did or not, but, uh, look, he gives him, like, a little card that's, like, a little red card that says R-A-F-O on it. Oh, so he just gives him a card? Yeah. Okay, that's more acceptable, because if somebody, if I asked you a question and you said Rafo, fucking throat chop you. It's on sight. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, our next episode will be covering the end of the book. Are you going to tell me what the code is? Do you have any predictions? For the end of the book? Uh, for the end of the book or what the code is? Uh, the code will be in our bonus episode. We have a bonus episode? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. 
I feel like I didn't know that. <laughs> Do I have any predictions? Holly's going to get the fuck out of that house. Artemis Fowl and her are going to go on an adventure. And she's going to help him find his dad. It's going to be an action-packed last chapter. No, like, so that's for the second book. Oh, okay. So, in the last chapter, she's going to get the fuck out of the house, decide that, you know, being a leprechaun person isn't for her. And then she's going to go into the special, like, ops division, which is more prestigious. Then the recon team. I'm trying to remember all the terminology. And then um, she's going to fuck off and she's going to go help Artemis. She's going to get assigned to help Artemis. Because a mud person that intellect with that intellect needs to be on their side. So then they're going to go off and have an adventure and see if they can find the dad and all the cola that was on the ship. All right, I like it. Yeah, that's my prediction. Okay. I feel like it's not right, but this is what I think is going to happen. And also, I don't think Mulch is, like... I feel like he'll they'll accidentally run into him when you're trying to avoid someone, and then you see them at the store, and you're like, Oh, shit, I'm going to go down the chip aisle. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they're also buying chips, so then you have to say hi to them. I think that's how they're going to run into him again. Okay, okay. All right, and... um. So, do you have a weekly hell yeah? But what is your prediction? Oh, wait, you already know. I already know what's I, going on. I forgot that I'm the only one that has to write it. I don't care if you cut that. <laughs> do you go first. No, you go first this time. I don't know. Okay, so my weekly hell yeah. I never think of one. <laughs> my hell yeah is The Great Pretender on Netflix. It's a uh, Netflix original anime series that is... About a bunch of con men. They're, the main character is a guy who kind of keeps getting roped up in this other professional con man schemes. And uh, he's kind of reluctant to help him out. But he always ends up doing it. The first one is they're like ripping off this corrupt uh, Hollywood producer by selling him fake drugs. It's just really creative. You get into the character's backstories. And each, each case, they have like little mini seasons inside of the season. Each case is better than the last one. And it's really fun. If you like heists or if you were like, oh man, I would love to watch Ocean's Eleven, but if it were anime, check this anime out. It's really good. My weekly hell yeah. Sorry, Jake always has to go first because when he looks at me, I just tear in headlights like, oh my god, it's my turn. The teacher called on me. <laughs> Anyways, so my weekly hell yeah is that on TikTok, because I'm addicted, uh, on TikTok, I saw that they had Halloween squash mallows. I love squash mallows. They are just the most pleasing texture to me. I love textures. They're so soft. And I, I found out that they have Halloween ones. And I went to Walgreens and I got a little vampire. And then one that is reversible, so it's a pumpkin and a kitty. <laughs> and the vampire's name is Vlad. Hell yeah. And I just love that. His name is Vlad. I forgot the pumpkin's name because I'm a bad mom. Oh, I didn't know the pumpkin had a name. They all have names. They all have names? They all have names. What's my Triceratops' name? Fuck, I don't know, because oh, the man. tag fell off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, they all have names. I'm going to have to go look that up. 
You should. I wonder if there's a Squashmallow. Which... There probably is. They have a Twitter. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I'm following this lady on TikTok who's trying to find a specific Squashmallow. I forgot his name. It starts with a G, I think. <laughs> I, I Squashmallows have names. I'm a horrible mom. I just said that. That's why I don't have any real children. <laughs> <laughs> that kid has a name? I thought it was just the little crying thing that lives in my spare bedroom. Um, I'm here for my kid. What's its name? Hey, you, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, kid with dogs and cats and plants. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of that bonus episode that I mentioned, um, after we finish the book, we're going to do a bonus episode where one of our segments is we're going to be answering questions. Um, so, if you have any questions for us, you can... Send them in to us at um, at a podcast most foul on Twitter, or you can post them in our Discord channel. We have a mailbag channel in Discord where you can post any and all questions you have, and they can be related to Artemis Fowl. They can be whatever's crossing your mind. They can you can ask me for my favorite recipe, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you. That won't be as exciting, but or as on topic, but you know whatever, we'll answer anything. And- Asterisk. What's the asterisk? Maybe. Oh, I thought it was going to say, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, it could be like, Anna, what are you interested in? And I'd be like, wow, that's a great question. What am I interested in? Jake, what am I interested in? I'm just kidding. Please cut that. 90 Day Fiance. No, uh, no. <laughs> Don't tell them I'm basic. <laughs> <laughs> I like trash TV and TLC delivers Hell my yeah, strange does. addiction. How? All right, and so if you like to find our podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at Podcast Most Foul. Uh, you can also join our Discord, which is linked on our Twitter and in our show notes. Our art was made by the incredible JWX Art. You can follow them on Twitter or on Instagram. And our music was made by Springtide. You can find them on the Free Music Archive. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I hope Artemis doesn't find his dad. That's foul. <laughs>